Michael Porter Jr. gets paid in a massive, massive way. Also, last night, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning proved my point about Eli Drinkwitz. Plus, we're going to finally put this Missouri-Boston College football game to bed. Coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball each and every weekday. And thank you for making me your first listen of your podcast day and You know what? I've got an idea. Your second listen should be the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Ryan Tracy, Chris Clark, breaking it down for you each day. What's wrong with that Chiefs defense? That seems like a question we've been asking ourselves a lot over the past couple decades. And certainly one Tiger fans can relate to as well. And just quickly, let me tell you, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And you know what? Since this is a football and basketball show, let's lead with some positive news on the basketball court. And you might have seen yesterday that Michael Porter Jr. signed a five-year max extension with the Denver Nuggets that could be worth up to $207 million in total value. Now, the absolute least he's going to make, the guaranteed number, is $172 million. So unless next season he makes one of the three all-NBA teams, he's probably going to get that $172 million. That's my understanding. But regardless, (laughs) clearly that is a life-changing amount of money for Michael Porter Jr. and something that will help that rather large family, well, continue to grow and grow some generational wealth. Pretty impressive stuff. You know, I was kind of touched. Sierra Porter, Michael's sister, who played for the Tigers, of course, played Tiger basketball as well. She put out on her Instagram account, She's a really good photographer, by the way. That's one reason why I follow her. But And, and a bit of an entrepreneur as well, her uh, swimsuit line. Check that out as well. But anyway, Sierra Porter put out just saying, hey, I remember sitting with you in that Chicago hospital, and we were wondering if you were ever going to play basketball again, basically. So this is quite a moment for Michael Porter and his whole family. And I'm happy for the guy. I really, really am. And just to put this in context, that 2018 NBA draft class has really become one of the best ones in recent memory with Michael now joining Luka Doncic, Trey Young, and also Oklahoma City's Shea Gilgis Alexander as guys receiving max extensions from that class Already, So that really puts Michael in some rare, rare company. Now, if you want to argue against this contract and say that the Nuggets may have went a little bit too far here, I get it, actually. Michael Porter Jr. has essentially played one season of healthy basketball at a full load of NBA minutes. Last year, he played 61 games 
of, I believe, what was it, the shortened 72-71 game season last year. So he played the vast majority of the games. He played a heck of a lot more than Kawhi Leonard, for example. And at 31 minutes a game, that's a real load. And he did excellent on the offensive end of the court. Truly one of the most unique offensive talents in basketball. But I have a good friend out in Denver who was upset about this because he just doesn't fully buy in that Michael is going to be healthy long-term and that, well, Michael not exactly Mr. Defense so far. But from my perspective, I thought last year Michael's defense improved. He's certainly never going to be a stopper by any stretch of the imagination. But in the bubble season down in Orlando, that 2020 playoffs, Michael was a serious issue defensively, and he was borderline unplayable once teams started picking on him in pick-and-roll situations. But I just thought that wasn't really the case, especially when Michael was fully healthy. He did, again, he did tweak an ankle, something like that, in the playoffs. So to me, while you could argue, aha, there it is, he got hurt once again, as long as it's not related to his back, as long as the Nuggets feel like his back is okay, I think you take a six foot ten guy who can make over 60% of his two-pointers and over 40% of his three-pointers, and his free throws are 80% as well. I'm sorry, that combination is just incredibly, incredibly rare. And to me, defensively, He's young enough at 22 years old, he can still figure some stuff out. And maybe if you're Denver, maybe you're starting to feel like he's really healed and you've figured out some advanced techniques to keep him healthy. I think it's a good gamble for the Denver Nuggets because if you actually understand the vagaries of how NBA salary caps work, well, you got to spend that money on somebody. And obviously they're going to spend it on the reigning MVP Nikola Jokic, obviously they're going to give him a bunch of money too. Well, they want to give Jamal Murray a bunch of money too. He's a really good young guard. But beyond that, who else do you want to give that money to? Historically, the Denver Nuggets aren't exactly a destination franchise for NBA superstars. So to me, while certainly a gamble on a young 22-year-old kid who obviously has had a checkered injury history, To me, the talent is worth it, and if you really look at the landscape, I'm just not sure where else the Nuggets would realistically want to spend that money. So once again, congratulations to Michael Porter. I know a lot of Mizzou fans are still disappointed, obviously, and I'm I'm one of them that he didn't get more run as a Tiger in a Tiger uniform, but you know what? Good for him. I'm glad that his basketball career wasn't completely derailed. You know what, speaking of being derailed, my love of daily fantasy sports lately has been kind of waning, I have to admit. It just seems like a waste of time at a certain point getting in these giant contests. Well, how about a different way of playing fantasy sports? And that's prize picks. And this is an especially great opportunity for all of you college football fanatics out there because prize picks offers more props than anyone on the planet for your star for your star players in the power five as well as mid-major players heck most of you maybe have not even heard of but maybe you've seen a, a team on on one of those deep 
on your deep cable package and you think, aha, I found an edge. Well, take that edge to prize picks today. Here's what you'll get. All of your users that deposit and use the promo code will receive a 100% instant match up to $100. You just have to use the promo code locked on. Again, all new users use the promo code locked on. You'll receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks.com. Prizepicks is daily fantasy made easy. And by our title sponsor, rockauto.com, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models on the road. You know what? You can't go to your local auto parts store anymore because they might not have what you need, especially electric cars getting more and more popular. How can you possibly stock all this stuff? Nobody has that kind of inventory. Except somebody does. It's called Rock Auto. So check out their website today where you'll find exactly what you need. Easy to navigate. You don't even have to sign up for a new login. Who needs to remember another password anyway? Just check out. You don't even need a promo code because that's how low their prices are. But I'll tell you what. When you go to rockauto.com to see what's available for your vehicle, please do write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Show us a little love, and we will show it right back, of course. So rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So just in case you thought I was a little bit hard on Eli Drinkwitz yesterday. Well, here's the deal. On 4th and 17 with 52 seconds left in the first half, Missouri had just come up with a sack. So Boston College was going to kick a 49-yard field goal. And yet, Missouri and Eli Drinkwitz played right into BC's hands by allowing them to milk the clock all the way down till about, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds or so. The point is, Missouri, for all intents and purposes, let the entire half run out, didn't give themselves one more critical possession to try to at least get a field goal. And by the way, Missouri proved at the end of regulation they can execute a very quick 30-second drive to get into field goal range. And you have one of the best field goal kickers in the country, if not the best field goal in the country, quite honestly, in Harrison Mevis. Well, last night, guess what? Another Eli, Eli Manning and his brother Peyton Manning obviously agreed with me. Now, they weren't specifically talking about Missouri and Boston College, of course, but during last night's Cowboys and Eagles game, in basically the same spot, there's a little bit less time left, maybe 40 seconds or so, the Cowboys have the Eagles a fourth and five, it's a field goal attempt or a punt, one or the other, and... Peyton and Eli are going, hey, Mike McCarthy, Cowboys coach, you might want to call time out here. Give your offense another shot here for a possession. And again, that was only fourth and five. And Eli Manning said, hey, well, if they want to go for the fourth and five there, go ahead because you'd get the ball back at midfield, essentially. Like, we'll take that risk. Again, that was my point. But I was saying that on fourth and 17 for a college offense versus fourth and five for an NFL offense, 
I don't know. I think Jalen Hurts has a better chance of picking up five yards than the Boston College offense did of picking up 17. So if Peyton and Eli Manning agree with me and they were questioning Mike McCarthy, well, guess what? I'm taking that one as a victory. Eli Drinkwitz, got to get better at clock management. He just has to. By the way, I do believe I mentioned an excellent, darn near game-saving catch by Tyler Beatty at one point late in this football game. It's a third-down situation. An inaccurate pass by Connor Bazelak, but basically an absolutely outstanding catch by Beatty, and then a run after the catch to get the first down. That just shows the kind of player that Beatty is, of course. We, we've realized, especially in the passing game, that screen game, man, he is a real problem. But it does make me wonder, why is Connor Bazelak so inaccurate with these sort of shorter passes lately? Now, to me, I thought Connor looked healthy in the football game. I was wondering last week if maybe he had been banged up a little bit in the Southeast Missouri game, and that may have caused some inaccuracy and some short-arming on a couple short passes. One in particular, just a swing to Tyler Beatty. Well, again, since Connor looked healthy in the BC game, I don't really think that's it. To me, I just think Connor might be babying those passes a little bit. Just throw it with a little bit more oomph. And now, maybe not Patrick Mahomes' oomph. Now, if you're a Chiefs fan... Patrick really throws those those quick outs, those screen passes, swing passes. He gets that ball on you quickly. Now, obviously, you better be able to catch it, but Mahomes puts it so accurately on you, it works. And the advantage, of course, to getting the ball in the guy, the player in space, you want to get him the football as quickly as you can. That gives the defense less time to close that space and react. So again, Connor doesn't need to fire it in there as hard as he can, obviously. He doesn't need the Mahomes-like velocity on the football, but just a little bit more confidence, a little bit more just direct throwing, a little bit more. I, I think he'll be more accurate if he puts more velocity on the football. There's been a couple times when he's just babied the ball to guys in the flat, and it's cost Missouri some pretty big yardage and yardage and first downs in those situations. By the way, at one point, Missouri ran a jet sweep at about the 15 or 20-yard line with Eli Young. Well, you know, I'm a pretty big fan of the jet sweep in general. I think it opens up the middle of the defense in particular, in addition to being a really effective play in general when you actually hand it to the guy. But you know what? In this particular spot, I didn't love the play call, and it also told me something about Eli Young and the rest of the Missouri running back core. I want to get to that, but first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Dot .ag who is your number one spot for pro and college football of course Missouri opened as a 3 point favorite against Tennessee some Missouri fans of course feeling the recency bias going how can this possibly be true well guys Missouri is at home Tennessee while they've looked a little bit better the last couple weeks it's not as though they're firing on all cylinders either they might play multiple quarterbacks next week. Obviously, a first-year coach with Josh Heupel, so let's pump the brakes a little bit. But you know what? I digress, because regardless of what you think about my 
wagering opinions, well, you've got your own. Put your money where your mouth is at Bet Online. Sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus by using the promo code LOCKED ON. Once again, promo code LOCKED ON for your 100% welcome bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. For all the talk of Elijah Young, the running back from Knoxville, Tennessee, being somebody that the Missouri staff really liked, well, their actions are telling us something different than their words right now. It's telling us that they don't really trust him. They don't really trust him to necessarily carry the football, and they certainly don't trust him in pass protection. Because guess what? When it's third and six, third and eight, Dawson Downing was the running back in those situations. Now, I'm just surprised that Elijah Young only got one touch in that football game. It was a run to the line in the just on the just inside the red zone, I believe. Missouri sort of ran an unusual looking formation, ran to the line quickly with sort of a offset pro formation you had two running backs who were in a three-point stance you almost never see that right so in a weird way that almost tipped off BC that yes this is going to be these two guys are going to be blockers and sure enough here comes the jet sweep Eli Young who usually is a running back is lined up as a receiver well here he comes around the other end Honestly, that play would have been better as a distraction because if I'm a defender, I'm saying, why are these running backs in the backfield, why are they offset in three-point stances? Again, a three-point stance means you're like an offensive lineman. You've got one of your hands in the ground. These guys were clearly going to be blockers, and that's exactly what happened. So, But the more important point is, to me, the fact that Young was just only in this game for the one sort of weird gadget play that Missouri ran. And meanwhile, Tyler Beatty is just running into the line over and over again. And by the way, Mike Cox, Michael Cox was the runner in another situation. It just says that Missouri really only trusts Beatty at this point. Maybe again on a fourth and one, a third and one near the goal line, they'll trust Michael Cox, who was obviously went untouched into the end zone. But that's a little bit concerning to me because Tyler Beatty, for as good of a player as he is, no one should be asked to carry the ball the percentage that he has been so far this year. I mean, he's carrying it at a higher percentage in the games that actually matter than Larry Roundtree has, just to give you some perspective, so far in the season. So at a certain point, Missouri's got to find a second running back. Whether it is Young, maybe it is Dawson Downing. Maybe Dawson Downing needs a few more carries, or maybe it's Michael Cox. Because if these, if the true freshmen aren't ready, if Elijah Young isn't ready, well, you got to get somebody ready because at a certain point, Tyler Beatty is either going to get hurt or he's just going to wear down and be less effective. There's, it's just not realistic to expect him to keep up the current load that he is under. Now, by the way, before we get out of here, just some quick, one quick Missouri note. Luther Burden, the East St. Louis wide receiver, now committing either on October 19th or the 20th. He initially said October 20th, then came back with the 19th. Final three being Missouri, Georgia, and Alabama. Right now, I feel pretty good about Missouri's chances. 
the reality is some people might be saying, oh, but Missouri's lost a couple games now. That's got to hurt them with burden. That kind of rhymed, didn't it? Hurt, hurt them with burden. But anyway, back to my thought. The thing with burden is, and most high school recruits, I think the relationships that are established and just the kind of offense that they are attracted to, whatever it is, whatever it is that attracts them to a school, I think is a lot more important than the short-term wins and losses. And I think a lot of fans might believe because fans like myself and you, if you're listening to this program, we can be very emotional, let's be honest, especially after a loss. But I think actually, since these kids are just looking to for a college to attend and they aren't necessarily living and dying with every single snap for Missouri like we are, I, I just think they actually have a little bit better perspective, which is ironic because they are high school kids and, well, I am a grown-ass man. But with all that being said, I'm going to get out of here on this day and thanks for once again making this your first listen of your podcast day and I would definitely consider making your second listen locked on bets with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling and I don't say expert lightly because Lee has been on absolute fire lately so you want to win some bets for a change go check out locked on bets for free on all platforms including YouTube so until next time I am John Miller and this has been locked on Mizzou. Thank you.